Welcome to the Transformation Station, where your journey to a better life begins. Your hosts, Alex Sapala and Steve Kane, share quality, world-class material that fuels personal growth and transformation. Poignant, practical, and replicable, they will inspire you on your journey to living the life of your dreams. Let's drop into their conversation now. G'day, Alex. How are you going this morning, mate? G'day, Steve. Very good, mate. Yourself? Oh, I'm really excited to be here today. I love the Transformation Station. We're really enjoying having you around now that you're here full-time. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm loving being full-time and working in your passion area and making things happen. I think for any of us working in uh, an environment where we're interacting with others, sooner or later there's a little bit of conflict. Experienced some conflict before, Alex? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, experienced quite a lot of conflict in the past, especially my roles in uh, security and uh, military and et cetera, and any normal general workplaces. You've had a really fascinating um, career. I, lo- I love whenever I'm talking with you, I'm always discovering something new that Alex has been done or involved in. One thing I know about you, mate, you've got courage to have a go at all kinds of new things. And I think that's commendable. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So when you think about conflict, Alex, I know I've had my fair share of conflict and I'm a peacemaker at heart. So I'm always trying to smooth over the waters and, and even to avoid conflict. That's been a problem, I think, sometimes because by avoiding conflict, sometimes that's a good thing and other times it's a bad thing. Hmm. You're going to share with us a little bit about conflict. Yep. What are some of your thoughts on this? Well, first of all, conflict really is a very normal part of any healthy relationship because it's not possible for everyone to agree about everything all the time. It just it doesn't work. And you can actually, when you do expect people to agree with everything, you're actually squashing creativity and innovation. So what is important is to learn how to manage disagreements so that they don't harm the relationship. And by learning skills to manage conflict, you can actually approach disagreements with confidence and that keeps your personal and professional relationships really, really strong. I like that overview, thinking about the long-term effects, not just the short-term and exactly. shooting from the hip. Yeah. What's another way to look at dealing with conflict with people? Yeah, look, you're going to have those disagreements. You have to have at some point in your life, in your working life, or even in your family life, you're going to have those conversations about accountability where if you're considering holding a person accountable for something that have or haven't done, and this may be in the form as a, as a supervisor in a workplace or a leader or a manager or uh, at home as a spouse or a parent, these conversations are a part of everyday life. Holding people accountable may or may not become a confrontation, but it is necessary nonetheless. If we avoid these sometimes difficult conversations because we don't like to have them, consider for a moment whether or not you are valuing that person as a contributor at work or at home. Mm. If you value them, you are more likely to have these conversations because of your respect for the other individual. We also have to have these conversations with people that we do not like for the very same reason. And let's face it, there are some people we're just not going to get along with naturally. Absolutely. It's going to take a lot of work and effort. We're very different to them. So when you're dealing with difficult people who we don't like... And we all have them, don't we? Oh, yes, we do. People that rub you the wrong way, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It seems like some people specialize in knowing how to rub salt in their wounds. Absolutely. <laughs> you you know, know, what's some important tips before you enter that kind of an important conversation? Well, one thing I remember John Maxwell telling us way back when was when you're dealing with conflict is if you're walking into that situation, don't focus on the things that you disagree about. Use what we call the 101 principle where we focus on the 1% of things that we agree on and we spend 100% of our time on it. So the 101 principle, find the 1% that you both agree on and spend 100% of your time from there. Once you've done that, it starts to build the environment to deal with the things you do disagree about. Mm. So you don't always have to fight. People want to be understood and supported. And some of them also want to be nurtured as they progress through life and along their career path. So conflict arises from the differences between people. And it flares up when people disagree over something related to their values, their motivation, and their perception of things from their ideas. So from the outside, these differences can look insignificant. But from the inside or the perspective of the people that are involved in the conflict... The issues that are at the core of the problem can trigger strong emotions and are very, very significant. That emotional trigger, that's a really interesting one, isn't it? I mean, on the weekend, I had that experience where I had an emotional trigger to something and inside, you know, I felt the fire come out and your communication starts getting short and feel the that emotional response. I had to go back and apologize for being overreactive. Mm. Yeah, that trigger can happen so quickly and we can then just get out of that headspace of trying to think rationally and logically and calmly to yep. moving into just that emotional response and then your mouth starts saying things you can regret. Absolutely. You know, if you consider the conflicting need for safety versus the desire to challenge and to take risks, which is a frequent conflict between young children and their parents, mm. the conflict then becomes readily apparent. The child wants to explore, and so the need to move as quickly as possible on on the stairs, for instance, uh, becomes their focus. So the parent is responsible for the child's safety. They limit the child's access to the staircase. Yeah, and all the child thinks, this is my play toy. This is where I want to play, right? So this limited access becomes the conflict. So as the child wants to explore and the parent wants to avoid bruises and broken bones, Mm. whether it's at home or in the workplace, we have to consider that both parties needs to play an important role in the success of the relationship. Each side deserves respect and consideration. And a lack of understanding can contribute to arguments, low productivity, and continued disputes. This, in turn, can lead to the total breakdown of important relationships. Mm. So when you acknowledge the legitimacy of conflict and you're willing to examine the issues in a cooperative environment, again, find the 1%, spend 100% of your time focused on it. Right. You can then open the door to creative problem solving and building more cohesive teams and also improved relationships between two people. Who wouldn't want that? Absolutely. I know I do. Developing a method to cope and to work through conflict empowers people to take control of the outcomes and to contribute strongly to the effectiveness of teams, of their team. Right. So, Alex... Let's just kind of unpack exactly what is a conflict. So a lot of people think that conflict is just a disagreement. You don't, you don't agree with me, so we're in conflict. Well, mm. it's a bit more than that. A conflict comes with a threat. 
And whether the threat is real or not, it must be dealt with in order with a threatened party to be able to move beyond the situation. Mm. Conflicts become more serious when they are ignored. Since conflict involves a perceived threat to our own well-being, again, the threat against your values or your point of view, etc., it creates issues with our own well-being. So they stay with us and they stay with us and often become greater in magnitude until we resolve them. Right. So what, what do we do? We end up focusing on the thing we're conflicting about and so that conflict then grows bigger than what is actually necessary for it to be, mm. right? Perception then colours our reactions and triggers emotions. We talk about attitude and how attitude is a paintbrush for our emotions and it can colour things really bright and vivid or it can make it grey and dreary. We yes. choose what we do and that's our perception. So our perception is influenced by our life's experience, our values and our beliefs. So conflicts trigger our emotional hot buttons. We aren't always at our best when working through conflict because our emotions can interfere with our ability to remain objective and to manage things rationally. Learning how to manage conflict during emotional stable periods helps us to manage conflict more effectively. Can I just comment on that? So what I'm hearing you say there is that you have to actually fight to remain objective and to kind of bring that temperature gauge back, to pull those emotions back a bit. Is right. That well, if you remember our conversations that we've had in the past about red brain, blue brain. Yeah. This is that perfect, that classic example where in red brain, you're in conflict mode, fight, flight. Okay, you're, you're conflict and all you're seeing is conflict. But you only got an option to make it. I'm either going to fight my way through this or I'm going to run away from it. We want to take you and switch you back into blue brain, which talks about where we can actually make rational, dis we can have a rational discussion and make rational choices uh, from the myriad of different options that we have available, which we can only see when we're in blue brain mode. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So conflict actually brings growth. Although we aren't often able to acknowledge it, on that conflict and the hot buttons, we need to develop the strategies, not when we're in the conflict mode. So that the importance here is to develop how we deal with problems when we're in them. And we can only do that when you're in non-conflict mode. So the yes, point is, I understand. We, right? That's yeah. that. That really is classic. It's a classic thing. It's like it's no trying good. to fight. It's yeah. like going into a punch-up if you don't know how to throw a punch. It's not yeah. going to work for it's you. It's too late to figure it's it out a, in the middle of it. That's right. While you're while you're falling over, <laughs> but knocked out. That's so. It. Conflict, though, brings growth. Although we aren't often able to acknowledge it in the heat of things, when we resolve conflict in our relationship, we're also building trust. In relationships with higher levels of trust, we feel more secure knowing that a relationship will survive and ultimately get even stronger. Okay. Let me give you an example of this. My wife and I had been having some conflict within our own relationship over the past months. I knew the source of it. And on Saturday, we had a, a massive dust-up to a point where we both sat there and went, I think our relationship's over. I walked away from the room. I walked away from the conflict at the time to regather my thoughts. And at the time, when I was in the conflict state, I couldn't understand how we got to this. Right. But it was during that time of breathing and to get myself into a calm state I was able to understand exactly what my part was in that relationship breakdown. Mm. And I went back to her about 45 minutes later and I said, I'm sorry, 
and I want to continue to fight for our relationship because you're worth it. Mm. Mm. She said, those are the most powerful words you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Because I have indicated to her that she is worth fighting for. Mm. Now, it's made a huge difference in our relationship just over the last 48 hours. Because when you said that, she would have heard, I value you. Absolutely. And when someone knows that they're being valued, even though there's disagreements, the underlying thing there is value. And that's... And we can work through it. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Look, thanks for being so vulnerable, Alec. Appreciate that. Um, You know, when I had that dust up, on the weekend with someone. I think Saturday was all about dust-ups. It, it was actually. I had mine on Sunday too. <laughs> and uh, I, I had to go back and I had to say, listen, I'm sorry I overreacted. Because sometimes there's little straws that along the way, it could be with other people, mm. but then this is the one that just breaks the camel's back and then you right. just fire off and overreact and then yep. you, you, you're losing that perspective. Okay, let's talk about avoidance because I've got to admit, Alex, I, I think I'm a bit of a master of avoidance. If I can avoid it, I will. But I also realize that the longer you let pus grow in something, the bigger mm-hmm. the when it comes out, she's really going to erupt. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about avoidance? Yep. You know, most people think avoidance is a great way to handle conflict, and I know that we would agree that it is one way to deal with difficult situations. In other words, don't put yourself in harm's way. Right. But at the same time, consider what happens if you create a policy or procedure or a process at work or at home that no one follows and mm. you don't want to get into a conflict so you avoid dealing with it. Right. Classic example. We have a policy in our workplace around integrity and honesty and the way that we deal with our, each other, the way that we deal with ourselves and also the way that we deal with the general public and our customers. If one of our staff members does not abide by that and we avoid dealing with it, then that just gets worse and worse and worse. We had a situation recently where we had to put that into play. Mm. In one of our other states, we had someone who wasn't acting honestly. It was reported to us. The person was terminated on the spot and reported to the authorities. Because that is our value. Now, if we didn't do that, the result is that he would then tell others that he could also, they could do the same thing. So all of a sudden, then we've got hundreds of staff that are out there being dishonest. What does that do for your reputation? So avoiding that situation would bring down your organisation and will also bring down your family. It will bring down all your relationships. That's a great example. I was once running an event. There was uh, uh, over 700 people at it. We had some policies and procedures in place to help make things run smoothly and to have the best event that we possibly could. There was one person who had driven about 13 hours. This event was a long way from where most people lived. And when they got there, the person had been told by a club leader before they left that this was a policy that they wouldn't be allowed to come in to the event. And they chose to ignore that. When they got there, I then had to step in with this person and I had to say to them, listen, this is our reasons why you shouldn't have placed me as a colleague 
in this situation that I now find myself in, having to speak to you about something that was clearly communicated with you before. Mm. And I had to say to that guy, you cannot come into this event. Yep. He wasn't happy, as you can imagine, driven 13 hours to go there. Yep. He had to go and find a hotel nearby, cost him an arm and a leg. But I tell you what happened. The rest of the people who were connected to that person, they came to me and said, you know, you did the right thing. Right. And not only that, in their eyes as a leader, um, because I was consistent across the board with everybody, I received a lot more respect. So it was really fascinating experience. And so that avoidance thing, we're not avoiding it. And that example you gave, I really resonate with that. It's, it, it works every time. It so th- so even if you are a peacemaker, you like to avoid conflict, do what Alex suggested. Alex, in wrapping up, what, what are some thoughts you'd like to leave us with? The words of a very dear friend who's now passed on, uh, Vince, he said to Jackie and I many years ago, we were going through initial relationship issues. He said, if you're arguing in your relationship, that's good. He said, it's good because the fact is you're still talking. Mm. What you're saying may not be good, but the fact is you're still communicating. It's when you mm. shut down and don't communicate, then you've got a real problem. Mm. So, Look at conflict from a different point of view. What you can do, what you can control in conflict is how nasty it gets. What we need to do is to welcome conflict from the point of view that we see another person's point of view of the way that we're seeing something. We welcome it to show us a new way of doing things and we welcome it to show us a better way that we can also be in that relationship. So... Understand conflict is a very normal part of all healthy relationships. Hmm. Alex, thank you so much for being vulnerable today, sharing your heart. Conflict is something that we're all going to go through. We all know that. And how we deal with it is really important. If we can take a step back, consider how the other person might feel in this situation, what's some of the emotional drivers for them, get back into that blue brain thinking, rational space. And look, if you have overstepped the mark in your emotional response, own it, be accountable, share with the other person and ask them uh, for forgiveness for the way that you reacted or overreacted, and then open that dialogue up again for discussion. Remember, discussion is a fantastic opportunity to restore relationship and to see things from one another's point of view. You don't have to agree, but at least you can understand one another. Alex, thanks for being here today. Pleasure, Steve. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Transformation Station podcast. If you found our content valuable, you can subscribe and give us a five-star review so others can benefit from the content too. All our episodes and other valuable transformation information can be found at our website, transformationstation.com.au. 